As a city, as a region, as a country, we are still trying to figure out the back-in-the-office slash work-from-home balance. BetterUp is a behavioral research lab that uses business, academia, and science in its findings. Christy Leingruber is a behavioral scientist with BetterUp Labs. Christy, Bud Mishkin here at WCBS in New York. Thank you for a few minutes of your time. What is the latest that you see or BetterUp sees and has researched in terms of how we're doing as far as that balance is concerned? Well, thanks for having me, Bud. Um, I think the answer to that depends on who you ask. <laughs> um, but our research seems to suggest that that we're not we're not doing the best we could, I think. Um, overwhelmingly, we found in our in our survey, a recent survey, that employees who are asked to be um, who are mandated to return to the office seem to be more burnt out, less productive, less happy, um, less engaged at work when they are there. Uh, kind of across the board, there seem to be um, some real challenges that are facing employees, direct reports especially, um, with these these transitions, and and they're not feeling particularly supported from from their employers in making these transitions, which is leading to a lot of resentment. Um, I think a lot of it is rooted in a loss of autonomy, which, you know, is understandable. Is there, in terms of being burned out, have most of us been back in the office full-time for long enough to be burned out? That's a great question. I think there, you know, many people, I think, are probably burnt out without going back into the office. You know, we all as a, as a society went through something really big. And, uh, and we didn't really t take time to, to kind of recover from that. I think in a lot of ways, we're still in it, right? And so people settled in over the course of the pandemic, settled into work arrangements that work best for them a lot of times, right? And, mm -hmm. and figuring out what works best for you oftentimes is a way, in a, in a lot of ways, is, is better than what works for you in the office. And so I think in addition to, to kind of a baseline level of, of burnout, um, you know, uprooting from those routines that you've settled into that that oftentimes work better for you and going back into um, the office for these hours, you know, 40 hours a week where you, you know, on top of that, aren't able to do things like, you know, throw something in a crock pot or, you know, change the laundry. Um, it, it adds up really quickly in terms of those extra hours that you're commuting. And then you're also trying to catch up on all those things that you could kind of do between meetings really quickly and stuff if you were working at home. So uh, I think I think it's always been there, and I think this this in a lot of ways is exacerbating um, existing burnout for a lot of people. Is there at all a generational breakdown in terms of the the, the research that you have done that twenty uh, somethings look at it differently than thirty somethings and forty somethings and so on and so forth? You know, we did find some interesting generational trends. It's it's a little tricky because younger people also tend to be less senior in the organizations, right? And so. Uh, what we did find overwhelmingly was kind of the higher up the organizational ladder you go, the better you think things are going <laughs> and the the less bothered you are by uh, returning to the office or, or, you know, mandating people to join you back in the office. Uh, so that was was one um, really striking trend was sort of the further you get up the ladder, the, the more people are willing to say, this is this is great. I love this. This is going really, really well. Um, and uh, more than generational trends, I think what we see is something like um, individual differences in terms of parents, right? Parents are really struggling with these things um, of all ages, right? Because we've come to, you know, expect certain th certain flexibility in our schedules to, to accommodate children's schedules, for example, um, or we haven't kind of built in that extra money that we 
now need to come up with for childcare and these kinds of things. And so I think the patterns are more um, individually, like based on individual cases uh, in terms of like parenthood and status at work and and distance from your um, place of work and things like that more than generationally, which was, I think, really interesting. It almost reminds me of the old phrase, how are you going to keep them down on the farm when they've seen Paris? In other words, <laughs> once, you've, once you've shown Paris to someone, you know, are you going to go back to your small town? Once you've given people the opportunity to try and do the work, but also be able to go to your kid's Little League game, being on the mm-hmm. train for an hour, both to and from work, it uh, doesn't seem so... Uh, It was never glamorous, but it doesn't seem so wonderful anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the challenge is on employers to make returning to the office. You know, it's never going to be as great as your Little League game. Um, But to make it appealing, right, to make those social connections possible again and, and, you know, remember why you actually did enjoy going into the office. So with about, we have about 30 seconds left. Is there a thought on how you know, what employers should do to try and raise morale if you are indeed asking people to come in five days a week? Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that, that comes out over and over again in our in our work is, is transparency and honesty in terms of why you're asking people to come back. So uh, we found that only one in four people who were mandated to return to office got a justification for why they needed to do so from their leadership, which is, I thought was was really striking. Um, and, and of those who were given a justification, if the you know, if you're told you need to be in work to collaborate with your coworkers and then you show up and you're the only one there, um, that's not much of a justification, right? And that does just as much harm as not saying anything at all. Um, so I think just being honest, being respectful of people's um, situations and and just sort of acknowledging that this is, um, you know, we're returning to the office, but the office and, and everyone else that's returning to it is different <laughs> than we were. Christy Gruber is a behavioral scientist with BetterUp Labs. Christy, thanks for your time. We appreciate it today. Absolutely. Thanks so much.